the voice of Mario retires, and more, all coming up on today's episode of The Latest in Tech News. Hello and welcome, Gadget here. This is the latest in tech news. We cover the latest in tech and gadget news. I, uh, I'd i be remiss in saying that we cover gaming news. We don't, um, but there's so much gaming news that it could be a show in and of itself. We like to cover the latest tech news, the latest gadget news going on. And uh, so some of the articles that we're going to be taking a look at today is the voice of Mario. Uh, he's retiring. Um, we'll also be taking a look at T-Mobile's new Go 5G Next plan, which seems interesting. I wanted to cover some aspects on it. We'll be covering some news coming up on Apple Podcasts, gaining some new uh, data input, which I, I think you might find interesting. We'll also be covering WinRAR has a severe security flaw. So if you have that program, um, I'll cover both what it is and if you have it, what to do coming up. And lastly, I, I, I know I said I wouldn't cover any gaming news, but this particular article is too funny to pass up. Uh, it's about this John Wick-inspired killer bean game. So I'm going to cover all that and more. So with that being said, let's hop right into today's lead story. All right, so the voice of Mario is stepping away from the character after 25 years in the role, Charles Martinet is becoming a Mario ambassador and will continue to promote Nintendo series. So, waha! Oh boy! Um, iconic voice of Mario that he is for over 25 years. He will no longer be voicing the iconic character, according to a tweet coming out of Nintendo. If you haven't heard or you didn't know, he's actually voiced the character since the 90s, appearing in mainline Mario titles like Super Mario 64, Super Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Galaxy, as well as countless spinoffs. So, um, according to the statement, Charles is now moving into the brand new role of Mario Ambassador with this new transition. He'll be stepping back from recording character voices for our games. It's been an honor working with Charles to help bring Mario to life for so many years, and we want to thank and celebrate him. So, um... It's confirmed. Uh, it used to be rumors, but now it's real. It's been confirmed. And uh, with that, I, I guess another voice joins the uh, retired archives of, of characters that we, we know and love and we've grown up over the years, at least, you know, from the 90s onward. Um, uh, Kevin Conroy with Batman, obviously that was a different situation. Um, but off of that, um, what's his name? The individual who voices Joker, and I know you guys are going to give me a, a load of garbage for not remembering the guy's name. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Don't yell at me about it. I, I you know who I'm talking about. He plays Luke Skywalker. Uh, but he he came out with a statement when Kevin Conroy passed and said that uh, he would be stepping down from doing the voice of Joker. So you know we have all these iconic voices that we've grown up with over the years now retiring their um, their legendary voices. Um, so it's it's kind of bittersweet, but it's time. Um, obviously, if you want to read the article or any article you can always head on over to um the the description that i have in the show notes for you guys or um head on over to technewsgadget.net and you can get the link from there all right so hopping on over to our next news article t-mobile's new go 5g next plan gives you a new smartphone every year and i've heard this 
over and over again. Like, why do we need to get a new phone all the time? This is like releasing a car. Might as well just release your phone while you're at it. Um, but T-Mobile had an interesting idea. So in April, they added a pair of new premium 5G plans that provided more data and roaming perks. And now that the carrier has a third offering at the top of its list that brings back a beloved feature from phone plans of your getting a new device every year. So they're calling it Go 5G Next. Uh, essentially the same perks as the higher price of the two plans introduced in April. Um but they're also the big draw is to let subscribers trade in and upgrade to a new phone every two years. Go 5G Next shaves that down to just one year. So here's how this plan works. The caveat is that you'll need to pay off half of your phone's value before getting to trade it in for a new device. That shouldn't be a problem for most subscribers. With a 24-month installment plan, half is paid off after a year anyway. If subscribers opt to pay more per month and reach that milestone earlier, they can trade in for a new device as early as six months after getting their last one. So, I don't know. What do you guys feel about this? Do you, do you like the whole idea where you have to pay for phone service and then essentially pay more to get a phone that you have to upgrade every single year? I mean, I can understand the allure for it, but at some point, do you maybe want to own your phone like you want to own your car or are you happy leasing it? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's been an interesting discussion back and forth. I've been reading on comments and forums about this for a while, but I want to hear your thoughts. So let me know in the comments what you think, whether you're for or against it. Because um, I think there's some good discussion to be had on both sides. I mean, I understand that uh, from the phone standpoint, you know, it's like, well, if I don't have a phone, I'm not paying for a plan. What's the purpose of a phone for anyways? And other people say, well, it's just a, a new phone. It's one less thing that I have to think about or budget for or save up for. I can just pay more on my plan and have the, the, the added advantage of every time a new phone comes out, I'll upgrade to it. I mean, do you want to? I mean, I understand the whole glitzy glamour and, and the new features and everything, but... I don't know, it kind of takes the fun out of just having something well-built, solid that you can enjoy for, for years to come, which is what, like, the used phone, smartphone market has. Um, so, yeah, um, it's kind of a toss-up for me. I really haven't come down either way. However, I, I don't really see this as an asset. <laughs> I mean, you can sell it for some cash, but it's not. it doesn't have as much value as, like, a car does maybe at some point in time this will cost as much as a car who knows the way inflation is going nowadays but i see a car as actually having some intrinsic value and an asset behind it even if it you drive it off the lot and it loses three thousand dollars but when i got a phone rather when i got a car i wanted to buy it outright because i wanted to enjoy the car for as long as i had it and not have to worry about upgrading it maintaining it upgrading into a new vehicle every year, trying to figure out how everything works. I wanted it to be my car. Um, and I kind of carry that same general idea over to a phone. Like, I want it to be my phone. I want it to enjoy it for, for years after I've paid it off. Um, but I don't know. I could still be convinced either way. So, like I said, let me know down in the comments your thoughts, whether you're um, for or against this. Um, but this is... Um, T-Mobile. Uh, so obviously, if you're interested in in that, uh, I'll have more details to the article in the show notes for today's episode. So 
Heading on over to our next article. And sorry, I was kind of reading this because this is interesting. It comes to us from TechCrunch. Apple Podcasts gained new creator tools, including subscription analytics and Linkfire integration. So I find this interesting today because over the years, Apple Podcasts has been getting better and better in terms of being able to provide more features to podcasters that we've been crying and screaming and hopping up and down for for, for many years. And it, it seems like you just have to pull a tooth out of the 800-pound gorilla to get it to do anything um, with them. With some healthy competition mixed in, but Apple announced today several new updates to its podcast creator tools. So if you're a podcaster, listen up, including most notably the addition of subscription analytics within Apple Podcast Connect with the dashboard where podcasters track how their listeners engage with their shows. In addition, Apple says it's expanding its delegated delivery offering, which allows creators to publish their subscriber episodes from other hosting providers. And it's integrating its podcast analytics into the marketing platform Linkfire for easy access. So podcast subscriptions were first launched on Apple Podcasts two years ago, and now there are thousands of shows offering subscriptions, says Apple, ranging from those produced by larger media organizations to those from independent creators. Given the pace of adoption, Apple realized creators needed better tools to understand their paying audience, obviously. And, and, And this is for shows where you have to subscribe to get more. And uh, Apple's been able to give like a, a premium subscription feed off of that and, and give subs- paying subscribers like bonus, extra, behind the scenes episodes, whatever the creator would produce. And so I find this beneficial to know about. And with the addition of subscription analytics, podcasters will gain access to a new dashboard where they can track their key metrics around subscriptions and how that part of their business is growing. This includes tracking things like which listeners started a free trial and which have become paid subscribers. However, all this data is anonymized as podcasters will only see numbers, not an individual's personal info, which is kind of what we want to know anyways. So Um, The screen that they have here kind of shows something interesting. We can see free trial started, new paid subscriptions, conversion rate. We can see uh, top countries and regions where the subscribers are coming from. And then we can kind of see, like, are are they going for monthly paid subscriptions, yearly paid, monthly free trial, or other? So kind of interesting. Um, And they also have a heat map. Um, Interesting as well. On the Trends tab, podcasters can also filter by active subscriptions to view a visual breakdown of subscribers by subscription status, like those who are in their first year versus those who have been subscribed for more than one year. They can also view subscription events like activations, cancellations, and renewals, and filter sales by subscription duration to see the breakdown of estimated proceeds generated by monthly versus yearly subscriptions. So, uh, in addition, these tools and others will become accessible through Linkfire, a marketing platform currently used by artisan labels which has now expanded into podcasts, but that integration isn't live just yet. Um, it will be soon. So if you're interested in, in any of that details, uh, I'll have the episode uh, show notes link to this article so that you can take a look at it and read more. I kind of find this interesting. I like how Apple's adding more things in. Uh, the Apple Connect dashboard is fantastic for seeing how engaged the listeners are, the shows that they listen to, the duration of the shows, the episodes where they are generally kind of gives us, you know, podcasters a good basis for obviously finding out what's working and what's not as far as listens and subscribers are concerned on Apple podcasts. So, um, yeah, be very, very interesting. Obviously, Linkfire for podcasts. Um, it is 
paid uh, if you want to get more tracking analytics in partnership with that. So um, one final point, delegated delivery. If you are interested in having a podcast subscription for paying subscribers, it used to be difficult back in the day to figure out how to have like a premium listener base, but with delegated delivery, um, that kind of has made a lot of it easier because you're able to connect to your podcast host and um, connect that up into the different directories that your podcast is listed on, only the directories that kind of support all of this, um, which is kind of why it's important to have all of this tech finally figured out, and I'm happy for it. Um, so let me read this briefly. Alongside the new subscription analytics and Linkfire partnership, Apple has also announced an expansion of delegated delivery, first introduced in January. This lets publishers publish subscriber episodes directly from their hosting provider's own dashboard. Today, delegated delivery is offered by Blueberry, Libsyn, Triton's Digital, Omni Studios, and RSS.com. So... By the end of the year, Apple says more hosting provided will support delegated delivery, including Audio Means, Captivate, Podbean, Podspace, and Transistor. So uh, it's awesome. I love it. Um, good stuff. So especially for premium subscribers. So if you have any questions on that, uh, I'm sure the article will have more answers. But if you have any questions that maybe I could answer, let me know down in the comments and I can help to clarify that for you. All right. Hopping on over to howtogeek.com with the next article that we have for today. WinRAR has a severe security flaw. Update your PC now. So this just came out today. Um, a severe WinRAR vulnerability discovered by Zero Day Initiative could allow hackers to execute arbitrary code on your PC. Users should install the latest WinRAR update version 6.23 to patch this vulnerability. Keep in mind that WinRAR does not offer automatic updates, so you have to install it manually. Um, WinRAR is essentially a uh, WinZip or, or Zip Drive alternative. Um, it's open source to a degree. Um, but yeah, if you have that because you don't want to pay for WinZip um, and, and zipping your files on your computer... Um, WinRAR has always been the general go-to alternative, but uh, if that's important to you and you want to keep WinRAR on your computer, uh, make sure that you have it updated. And because they don't do auto-update, uh, manually get the update today so that you don't get hacked, which would be fantastic, right? Not getting hacked. <laughs> yeah. Um, or check that you have version 6.32 or later. So... Um, just make sure that you have some updates because the updates provide UI improvements. Um, probably be beneficial for you to take a look at. All right, heading on over to our last article that we got for today. This one is from Kotaku. And I know I said that I, I don't cover gaming news, but this is just too funny to pass up. I had to share it. Yes, I know. I have to come out with another podcast called, <laughs> you know, something with gaming in the, in the name and then just cover gaming articles. There There is so much nowadays that you can just get overwhelmed just on the gaming side alone of, of what's going on in the gaming world. Um, but this I find interesting. So if you guys are, are for um, up for a John Wick-inspired 
um, video game. Well, this one might be up your alley. It's called Killer Bean. Um, it's a little bit GTA, just a little bit Just Cause, a little bit Max Payne, and it kind of rules. It's pretty cool and ridiculous, according to uh, the author uh, who, who wrote this article. It's pretty funny. Um, there's a trailer taking X, formerly Twitter by Storm, of a coffee bean armed with two pistols engaging in acrobatic shootouts that's giving Max Payne meets Just Cause with a bit of GTA sprinkled in, and uh, he's totally obsessed. It's billed as a first, third-person shooter with procedurally generated elements that affect everything from the characters to the story itself. Based on the stream Steam description, the project sounds ambitious. So, here's what it reads. You are Killer Bean, a rogue assassin who takes out the trash in this world one bullet at a time. The procedurally generated story changes every time you start a new campaign with this first-person, third-person, roguelike shooter, the description reads. And uh, they have a link to the official trailer um i'm only gonna read a little bit of it and then i'm gonna um share my thoughts playing as jack killer bean you are betrayed by the shadow agency thirsty for revenge you set out to murk the people who backstabbed you employing bullets punches and kick it kicks and acrobatic slow motion moves to get your vengeance it's like john wick but instead of playing as keanu reeves you're keanu bean Pun aside, Killer Bean uses procedural generation in an exciting way. Everything changes when you play according to its descriptions. No two campaigns are the same. Enemies who tried to kill you may end up helping you. Simple missions can turn into deadly traps. I just... <laughs> it's James Bond-esque motorcycle riding, shoot em up. It's hilarious. Um, so, apparently it has some in interesting information on it. Um... A little bit more on its steam profile and here's the caveat while killer bean doesn't have a release date you can wish list it on steam now so if this uh trailer is of any indication and you're getting a kick out of the uh spinning bean on screen if you're watching on video um by all means wish list it on steam and then let me know what you think when it comes out entertaining for sure, uh, but that kind of wraps up everything that I have for for tech news and, and gadgets and a little a little bit of gaming because I I just couldn't I couldn't put this article down. So uh, if you feel that I missed anything or there's something specific you want me to cover in the show, let me know down in the comment section. Otherwise, I think that about wraps it up. I don't want to take too much of your day. I know that you had a long busy day and uh, get a kick out of this episode and then uh, go about your day so that's the point of the latest in tech news give you the latest greatest information brief to the point share a couple of my thoughts share your feedback and then kind of carry on with the rest of your day so if you have any questions let me know otherwise thanks for tuning in and i hope you have a fantastic rest of your day thanks for listening to the latest in tech news i'm your host taylor merrick have a good one